0: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special bonus episode of the Epic Film Guys podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And we're thrilled today to have on executive producer of In Search of the Last Action Heroes, In Search of Tomorrow, and the In Search of Darkness horror documentary series, Robin Block. Robin, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much for having me. It's a real privilege
1: um, uh, to, to be on today to talk about what we're up to um and, uh, and and how we got here
0: Fantastic, we're so glad to have you uh we're going to be talking about primarily something that our listeners know is a common subject that comes up on almost every single episode of the show jeremy why is that justin uh i was going to throw it to you because this is something that comes out of your mouth on a weekly <laughs> basis it's a little movie uh, that uh, an older director from back in the day, you might not have heard of him, called John Carpenter Directed. It's called The Thing?
2: The Thing, man, I think yeah. I've heard of this movie. Uh, been meaning to check it out. No, I, our listeners know that this movie is is damn near a religious experience for me. Uh, it's one of my favorite films ever made. It's a film that I revisit time and time again. I reference it all the time. In fact, I have tons of screenshots on my phone that I that I use as emojis, like tons of like Blair staring. So, you know, in my group chats, I throw them out there. I mean, this this movie means everything to me. So, you know, we're recording this episode pretty early in the morning. Uh, We usually record our podcast at night and that's because Robin's in the UK. But listen, I will wake up. And record a podcast any day of the week, early as fuck in the morning if it's regarding <laughs> the thing. So, uh, so yeah. So, so me, me and Robin uh, connected, and uh, Robin is is making uh, a new documentary. Um, and he's a very well known uh, documentary filmmaker. Um, has been on our radar for a long time. Both Justin and I have the In Search of Darkness documentaries. I've got uh, the the poster hanging up in in my garage. And uh, so we're, I was well aware of Robin before I found out about this, uh, this new project that's going on. And, and this project is one that it, it excites me greatly because it's something that I'm, I'm passionate about. And it's The Thing. So Robin, like, tell us exactly what, what this, this next film that you're uh, going into is, is all about.
1: So um, you know, thank you for the lovely introduction. And um, you know, as you mentioned, we're best known, uh, my company, Creative VC. Is best known for our *In Search of Darkness* '80s horror, uh, horror trilogy, um, uh, which horror fans have really embraced and it's been a sort of massive success. Uh, we're still continuing with that uh, franchise, that series. We're moving now from the '80s to the '90s, but back in 2022, we set up a new uh, format to look at single IPs, like single movies, and we called this expanded film. So the first uh, feature documentary using this new format is called Aliens Expanded. Uh, that was crowdfunded back in September 2022 and is getting released um, around April, May this year. Um, and I'm really, really happy with it. We we sent a rough cut out of that film to backers over Christmas. It's had like one of the highest ratings for any of our projects um and now i'm looking for the next movie to to look at using the lens of this expanded format and as a as a kind of business the majority of our audience are horror fans it's where we've had our biggest success so we've made a strategic decision to double down on horror Um, and the thing um is going to be the next documentary we develop um, so the title is "The Thing Expanded," and the reason we've chosen "The Thing," John Carpenter's 1982 uh, classic, is for a number of reasons. Number one, um, in order for it to really qualify for an expanded kind of format, for it to for, for for us to sort of want to consider it as a as a as a topic and a uh, a deep dive into the film itself needs to be complex enough it needs to be dense enough and have enough to talk about it it needs to have a fandom attached to it that's ravenous with fan theories and and ideas and and projection and finally it needs to be pretty much a perfect movie and the thing is pretty much a perfect movie um you know we we're, we're very careful about calling things the best movie ever or the best horror movie ever. But the thing is in that conversation as the best horror movie ever, like no doubt about it. And so, um, with aliens expanded, which is coming out in a few months when we started working on that, we had a new idea. And so we went out to the fandom of aliens, to the people that run all the Facebook groups, Um, the podcasts, and we we chatted with them first. And said, look, we're making this project. We'd love for you to be involved in this. Um, And then we presented this synopsis of this was the roadmap for this documentary. This is the kind of outline. This is the vision we have for Aliens Expanded. And we took that out to thousands of Aliens fans and had it peer-reviewed. It evolved based on that feedback. And then we went into our initial crowdfunding campaign, which was a huge success. So that project is coming to its end now with with the release happening in the next few months. So I'm getting ahead of the next one that we want to do, which is the thing. And I think what we've done different and my reason for being on on this call today is because our um, synopsis for this project is embryonic. Um, Our mission is to go out to super fans of the thing and see if we can get them engaged. We've got a very simple survey. We want people to project what they want to see onto this documentary, and we want to do it super early. So we're about at least six months out before we even really start, you know, marketing and moving into a pre-sale. And my job, and it's so much fun at the beginning, is to start going out and just talking to leaders within the fandom people that run the facebook groups instagrams the podcasts and start chatting to them so i'm doing a little tour of 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 kind of you know conversations with super fans where nothing's off the table um sure. and i haven't done it like this so this will either be a great idea or like the worst thing i could possibly do <laughs> um, But i'm, I'm hoping it's a great idea and that's that's where we are um and finally the the whole um kind of concept the visual concept of the thing expands is, is we imagine you're sitting in front of your edit suite now and you're looking at the thing on your edit suite and it's one movie imagine that but it's in three dimensions it's just floating the whole movie and you've got a virtual camera and you're flying into scenes going into them deconstructing them flying out going into character motivations profiles the expanded universe And the way we want to do it is we want to start the documentary off at the beginning of the thing and work our way through that movie until the end. Um, And so that's really exciting. I think last weekend I went to see the movie in London, played at the British Film Institute. Um, And it was a packed crowd on a Saturday night of a 40-year-old movie. And it still bangs. It still works. You know, Um, it still leaves you lots of thoughts at the end you know kind of you know there's a it lingers and and that's why it's perfect for this format
2: yeah i mean one, one of my one of my best friends aaron he lives in georgia and they actually screened it in 35 millimeter at a theater by his house last night and he texted me he said it's sold out every single seat in the house is sold out and again like like you just said robin this is a movie that came out 40 years ago that was so underappreciated and undervalued when it came out and this is one of those weird things that it has gotten more popular and more famous as time has gone on and you know I've I've heard I've seen Kurt Russell in in person I've talked with him many times and I've heard him specifically talk about this movie and he said it took 25 years for people to start catching on about how good and how perfect this movie is and and you know we had a call uh last week you and i robin we you know kind of bouncing ideas around and, and things like that and i moderate uh, a group on facebook uh it's the thing 1982 fan group that has over 30,000 members in it and let me tell you that the fan base for this movie is ravenous and i don't i'm not i mean I'm sure there are bigger groups out there on Facebook for different films but um the thing 1982 fan group uh it's post after post after post nothing like like you said earlier is fan theories oh well, you could see this character's breath in this scene but not this one i think that that means that you know they're the thing and you know that wasn't uh liquor that they drank at the end it was it was gasoline and that's how mccready knew and xyz like i mean the the fan theories are tremendous so um that's what excited me about about your project is that it's not necessarily a making of documentary it's a fully immersive deconstruction of the film and why it still works and fascinates people for yeah
1: yeah i mean it's um there are great making ofs out there you know some great interviews we've all seen them they're free on youtube if you haven't seen them um but i think that what we're trying to accomplish is to create something that is a manifestation of your fandom of this movie so our audience is you you know we're not trying to tell you stuff you already know we want to expand your knowledge and understanding and appreciation of this movie like we know if we we know that we win if you watch this documentary and the first thing you do is watch the thing again. And it's like the first time you've watched it. It's like watching something and understanding it in a completely different way. And I think what we're trying to accomplish is to extract more and more value out of something that you love. You know, one of the questions we've been asking a lot of people is how many times have you watched a thing? And like, it's an (laughs) incalculable, incalculable amount of times. People will watch it every year. You know, for like twenty-five years, people have watched it every year. And um, when you, when your relationship with something—a piece of art, a film, a song—when you understand it in a different way, it, it's like it, it's like it becomes new to you. And I think that's really powerful. I think that's with the expanded format. That that is what we are absolutely trying to accomplish, and we want to keep it really personal. Um, and uh, you know, the thing has so much. To it so much density so much to talk about that we can have a real field day and and it's interesting because we've already we've already had like hundreds of people fill out the survey i haven't even emailed Like we have about eighty five thousand backers at creative ec in total across our projects we haven't even emailed our backers yet because we've got other projects coming out we don't want to sort of jump the gun with this one so we're just doing it very organically you know, within about a week of me setting up the social profiles, which are, you know, thing, ex- at thing expanded, people are jumping on the, uh, on the surveys, and already we're starting to see a pattern in the kind of responses what people want to see. Um, and so my goal is to get as many fans to kind of contribute to that survey. It's free to sign up. You can tell us anything you want, and we'll listen. And what I'm looking for is patterns. So how can I understand what this audience want, uh, wants and how can I over deliver you know and um that's a challenge but it's also like a real passion project but the last sort of five years of creative vc have been amazing like amazing like just I, I pinched myself moments um but this year I was saying to my team at the beginning I just want to work on projects that I really deeply care about because you have the most fun I think the thing expanded will end up being like a real manifestation of that fandom because i'm a fan of the movie i understand why it has magic to it we want to look into that magic we want to understand why you know jeremy gave me a tour of his um like garage and basement his personal universe right and i was um it's incredible but also it's like that level of devotion is not uncommon with this With when you're looking at like i don't know like the mona lisa you know like you you know in in a thousand years from now people will still talk about the thing you know and um the uh i think that's i think that warrants further investigation
2: absolutely and and What's, what's super fun about being a fan and loving a movie as much as I, I love the thing is again, it's, it's watching it as many times as possible, but discovering new things, coming up with new ideas about it. You know, I just, uh, another film is, I I just, uh, went back and rewatched nightmare on Elm street for the 500 millionth time last week. And I noticed something that, i never noticed before that is is thrilling so when when rod and tina are in bed uh after they make the boom booms uh and (laughs) you know tina's like tina's like you know uh no more nightmares and rod says yeah no more nightmares and there's a quick shot of him rolling over in the bed and i never noticed that the sheet that's under the blanket is the red and green stripes i don't know how i've never noticed that but i had never noticed that when he turned over very quickly the the sheet under the blanket is the same pattern as freddie's sweater and i was like holy fuck! i've i've never noticed that and in fact that's how me and justin met was through shared fandom of horror we both met at a screening of an American in elm street at alamo draft house and i remember specifically when yeah. that that night that i met justin um i remember watching the movie on the big screen and noticing that when Tina has the nightmare and she walks out of her kitchen to go to that back alley, in the window is an Ernie from like Burton Ernie from Sesame Street cookie jar in the window. And I had never noticed until that screening that, you know, Ernie's sweaters has always been red. And uh in the nightmare sequence, Ernie, the cookie jar, the sweater is red and green like Freddie's. And I had never noticed that before. And there's things like that within really? the thing that um I you know, me seeing it on the big screen, like, I'm like, holy fuck, I've never noticed that before. Uh, and so it's always thrilling, uh, you know, deep diving into these things, which is why I'm gonna be honest with you, we, we typically don't bring on a lot of uh, documentary filmmakers or or people we're, we, we typically don't do interview status. We have we've done it very few times. And but this was something that i'm so passionate about and and justin loves the thing as well that i was like this is something that i really think that we should get behind really grateful
1: and you know it's you have to respect the fandom you know our, our tagline at EC is fandom with purpose so that energy um that you have that that appreciation of that film we want to take that energy and turn it into something that you will treasure. You know, there's a reason why our Blu-rays go on eBay rarely, but when they do, they go for hundreds of dollars.
0: They, yeah, every time I see them on there, they're extremely expensive. Yeah,
1: like it's, be- it's because it's because they're personal, because every, everyone that's been part of a project has a name in it. Um, it, it's an experience. When we do our projects now, and this is so true of the thing expanded, is it's not we do a pre-sale see you in a year, Uh, we're going to spend a year having lots of online activities q a's cast uh q a's expert q a's so there's this whole journey that is going to happen that's parallel to our production life cycle so it's going to be for a year it's going to be like super immersive Um, and we've just finished doing that well we've still got a couple of months to go with aliens expanded where we've had tons of the cast come in We've had the hosts from some of the big podcasts come in and discuss like tangential elements of the movie. And it's added like another 16 hours of entertainment to a film that will probably be about four hours long anyway, right? For hardcore kind of devotees of the movie. Um, and, and so I see it almost as an interactive documentary and with, um, the thing, there's even more interactive elements that we want to bring in, because I think that um if you look at the kind of numbers that are coming back it's um people um at the moment like 85 percent men um who are 36 years old and over right there is a general like it's clear from the data that we're seeing that for a certain generation this is a kind of milestone movie and it's sitting and that's really interesting so um our projects we create them for a thousand people you know, we think about kind of product market fit, we think about how can we make something that's really going to speak to this audience, not a broadcast audience, not Netflix, uh, you know, not when you're dealing with hundreds of thousands of, of potential, I'm talking about like actually speaks to a very narrow group of, of uh, viewers. That's our intent with the thing expanded. and. I'm doing a bit of a tour at the moment, having lots of conversations. People have been emailing me, finding out about the project. Like in my job, you, my mission is to, is to tap into the signal, right? What are people really going to respond to? I remember when I was doing the first in search of darkness, like it was wild, like all sorts of really important people in horror were emailing me and I was just starting out and it's, it's like that again. Like I can see that I'm tapping into it. So I want to have as many, conversations i want to have as much dialogue with the thing fandom as possible because together you know the more information we have the better we can create something which really speaks to those fans
2: sure and i, I tell you what two two people that are going to help you uh immensely through conversations with them is peter abbott um yep. he is Brilliant. a historian fellow brit name. hello
1: brit there
2: you go. Yep. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. And then, uh, you know, my other, my other good friend, John Campbell Hammond, um, who his grandfather wrote who goes there, the, yeah. the, the story that the thing is based on. And, you know, the thing is also, you know, he, he calls himself, uh, you know, he does a lot of ha- like hashtag thing bloodline because the thing literally is in his family. And, uh, You know, having, you know, conversations with him um, and the insight that you're going to get from, you know, a familial aspect is, I I think is going to be amazing for you. I had a great conversation
1: uh, with Peter and John. Um, And, you know, it's, I feel very supported. Um, You know, ultimately, uh, you know, I want to have as much fun on this project, you know, and learn as well. And we've got a kind of format and an idea and a capability on how to deliver this. Um, and we just want it, the whole thing to be enhanced by, by the fandom. Um, and it's quite, I've said this before, I think I might have said it to you when we first spoke, but um, ideas are at their most fragile when they're embryonic. So normally we would have, when we, when we test out an idea, we have a landing page, we have a synopsis. There's like a video of us talking about it before we send it out. We've done none of that. This is way before we get to that stage. This is like, this is something we want to do. Are there people out there that want to be part of it, that want to kind of feed into it at the moment? Um, and so our kind of production, um, schedule for this year, is we've got a couple of big releases happening in the first part and i've got this three month window in the middle of 2024 so may june july where i can absolutely focus on the thing and july being like when we'll do the pre-sale and all of that kind of stuff and so we're basically six months right you know we're having this conversation maybe like week two into oh wow Creative VC deciding that we are actually going to do this and we're going to be naked not literally but we're going to be naked and say, "Hey guys, we want to do this. What do you think?" No, we haven't got anything to show you apart from this is the idea of what we want to do. And um, you know, I'm so excited about Aliens Expanded, um, and I feel like the thing can just be an iteration. Like what we we for me, Aliens Expanded is like one of the best executed projects we've ever delivered. And the fans have been incredible. The backers have been so supportive. Everything's run like clockwork with this and um i want the thing expanded to go beyond what we've done there i want to do some new stuff with this when we were talking jeremy i i I showed you a kind of a visual i don't think it's been released which was of the you know know, that whole 3d thing of of how the movies in 3d and in this 3d environment we're kind of moving into it um i'm happy to sort of share that Uh, uh i don't know if this is an audio podcast or if it's a visual one or However, you want to do
2: it's, it. It's it's audio, but I'm sure Justin would love to see it too. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. I mean, it,
0: when we do these video uh, versions of the recording, sometimes I will put them on YouTube in this format. So, we could totally put this version on YouTube. So I'll show I'm you.
2: Glad I with. put pants on then. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just want to say for the record, we're all fully dressed. Um, <laughs> so I'll share with you. I mean, I, I think I can share my screen. Here we go. I've got a uh, uh, share screen here. I'll show you and you can see this is this is obviously the, the aesthetic is Aliens because this this is motion graphics for the um, Aliens project where yeah, we, we're coming towards the end of post-production on this but what we want to replicate obviously not in space but in a different environment is the thing in a in a th- in, you know the complete movie like segmented into its scenes um, and i will give you a kind of um, idea of of how that's going to be. Um, So what we want to be able to do is kind of zoom into various parts of the film, come in, go into it, and then start to deconstruct elements of it. And like all the pivotal scenes through the movie, We want that to be the kind of chronology of how we how we go in. So hopefully that, that gives really you a little
2: cool. insight. Yeah, that was that was really cool. I love
0: that concept. That's that's very interactive. And I think visually also really interesting rather than just a normal formatted documentary. I mean, I what I've seen. Uh, of what you guys have done already is changing the game anyways in terms of what you bring uh creatively time
1: we love this stuff we love it and you know it's um when you're dealing with fandoms that are so passionate it's like religion it really is right you have to be really respectful you have to treat the work yeah in search of darkness we cover some films that people think aren't very good but we we can't we can't Treat them poorly. We have to elevate them. We have to say this is good because of these things, right? Because sure. this audience really appreciates this movie for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, I want to carry on the In Search of Darkness documentary. So we, so we have covered '90s, '90s, '70s. We want to co- cover all, um, all areas of horror with that, with that series. But there's nothing like doing a very deep dive into something and in exploring. You know, it's not just the chronology of the film. It's like the offshoots, the tangents, the fan theories, deconstructing frames. Going, what's happening in this bit of frame? There's a door moving somewhere. Why is that? You know, bringing together some of the remaining cast, bringing together the greatest group of experts on this movie in history, bringing together some of the people that it's inspired—Quentin Tarantino and you know other people that have taken elements from this and used it in their own work—and almost like have a massive party. You know and yeah. make something which if you sit down and watch it the first thing you're going to want to do is watch the thing again and that's how we know we've won
2: absolutely so is there uh is there a, a I i because we spoke before i know the uh the answer to this question but i'm gonna ask it is there a white whale that you're hoping to get uh participate there is a in the white whale
1: right and I'm, i think i'm i probably should shut up about this because if we don't <laughs> do it i'm gonna look silly but it's it's an you know it's it's an intent it's a uh something we want to happen so um i want to talk about rob boteen um for a second so jeremy from what i understand you run the in search of rob boteen um fan group as well or you're involved in that somehow
2: i'm yeah i'm in it i'm definitely in it um man man they're
1: putting up all these exclusives if you're not you need if you're watching or listening to this you need to subscribe to the um the in search of rob botin fan group because it's tons of really interesting material that i cannot
2: haven't found anywhere else sure it's he's such a fascinating guy because i mean he came in very young and did some of the most innovative most brilliant work arguably the greatest special effects work ever put on film which is the thing of course it's still still works oh my god it's still amazing and the things that people were repulsed and disgusted by in, in 1982 he's so celebrated now for that stuff that still holds up all of these years later and he's such a fascinating guy because like i said he got in really young he did some amazing work and then what's what's interesting is he decided to get out of he decided to get out of Hollywood and um but his wife is still very much a prominent player in Hollywood and she's worked on Game of Thrones and he did a little bit of work yeah. on Game of Thrones I think as as you know helping his wife out but it's it's interesting because it seems like he's so done with Hollywood that when she shows up to red carpet events in LA and he lives out there he doesn't go with her No and and it kind I, of this, this adds t- to the mistake. T-
1: yeah so it's sort of you have to respect people's desire for privacy you know sure. um he could go on every horror podcast ever done if you oh, wanted to because never, he's kind of ever. like horror royalty right
2: 100 it,
1: and it's amplified because he's he's you know you can't get hold of him so when i talk about him being the white Whale, we will um do everything we can to secure uh, his involvement in the project with the, uh, going in, knowing him, we might not succeed and that's okay. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, with aliens expanded, we wanted to get James Cameron and Sigourney Weaver. We couldn't, it's one of those things, but the film itself is, it, it's almost, they've done so many interviews. There's nothing more they can say. Right. So, so yeah. Sort of the format. It doesn't, you know, require though. I mean, it's always great for optics if they're involved, but the, the the film hasn't suffered for that for their lack of involvement. It's still, sure. you know, um, I'm still very excited about it, but there's something about Robert T where I feel that people should get their flowers, you know, while they're still here, he's still here. I'm sure he's aware. I presume he's aware of the, the reverence that fans hold him. You know, we mention his name in hushed tones. you know, John Carpenter, is more accessible. He does do interviews occasionally. You know, we were fortunate enough to feature John Carpenter in In Search of Darkness, you know, and he's, but he's, I think he's just turned 76, you know, like it's sort of, uh, It, it I, I would love it. I think that, you know, to speak to Rob now 40 years on from this kind of seminal work, just not even just to go back to memories he had, but just for him to sort of understand and acknowledge the what he's accomplished. I think the fans would really appreciate that, that the opportunity for them to tell him, you know, what, like you've been, you know, you've, you've changed all of our lives in a little
0: way. You know oh, absolutely. Uh, movie, they, i dare say change the face of cinema as well true and you, you can use all these things i mean the,
1: the um i went to see it on saturday in london there was people in the audience that had never seen it before and they were oh, and, oh, the script like it was you could see it and i was like oh my god this is making me love it even more like it still yeah. has that effect and um but also you know that's that's an intent we will try our best you know we're fortunate we've got resource you know we can make it make it you know we can make it worthwhile and we have no idea how to reach him and also he might just not want to be reached which is you've got to respect that um
2: i'll 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 talk to you offline about a a a couple things uh that might help with that um i mean he's again he's just he's so fascinating because you know i'm an autograph collector as well and a rob botin autograph is is near impossible man it's like finding uh an original page of the bible it's just it's because it <laughs> love is that analogy. <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um in the few times that i have seen them it's very interesting because rob always in the autographs that i've seen that he signed always makes it a point to write i don't usually do this but here for you pal like he always makes it a point to be like i don't sign autographs but you asked me and it seems like he from what i can see from the autographs that he has signed it's always been for almost friends someone within his circle that he's done that for so it's just it it adds a certain mystique and and mystery behind him which is, i think is amazing and not not to wax your own car uh or not not for me to wax your car robin but i think if anybody can can get rob botine it's you guys i really do i hope
1: so i mean look you know it's something we want to do if he, if he declines, we just have to accept, we get declined all the time for interviews. It's just, it's one of those things. People sometimes just don't want to have moved on. They've moved on, you know, and it's very different. It's like John Carpenter, you know, he, you know, he, he's known for not being the most forthcoming in interviews because he doesn't, he was never, (laughs) he's not, he's not trying to be a pop star. He's a director, doesn't care. Right. Right. And, and, you know, you have to, I mean, it makes you admire them a bit more in a weird, in a weird kind of way. But um, yeah. you know, my my angle with this is I want to, everything that you guys and girls nerd out about to do with this film we want to cover. You know, yeah. and we want to do it in a very premium way. You know, this isn't. Oh, I don't. I'm not a huge fan of fan documentaries um, because I feel that the ones I've seen, although they mean well, lack a bit of substance and and certainly production value. I want to have an amazing cast for this project of huge names. I want to have absolutely people that uh, represent the fandom, but they're they're the top of the food chain fandom, the ones that run the podcasts, run the the, the groups, the ones that kind of dedicated their lives to it. And I think most of all, I want the production value to feel like, God, this is, we're treating this with reverence. You know, I want this film that we're making to be relevant in a hundred years from now. know absolutely um and and and, you know what the feedback we've had from aliens expanded from the rough cut because we sent out a five-hour rough cut has been like this is the definitive documentary and there's already some amazing documentaries about aliens right but they but but that's from 10 20 years ago yeah the special features on like the yeah -er, that you would get the old archival interviews yeah yeah and it's not we're not trying to compete with that we're trying to look at it with new eyes and um yeah so i mean my my big message to everyone is is just you know say hi follow us be part of this journey this embryonic journey and where i'd like to be is in maybe three months from now actually go back to all of you with a synopsis with a four-page synopsis about this is the thing expanded this is what we're going to cover this is what's going to happen and we want that to have been formed by all the information we're getting from the fandom at the moment because we are starting to see patterns um, and then and, and then see what you say and amend it based on the feedback to that. So there's certainly a dialogue beginning now with the fandom. I think I've got 12 podcast interviews just like this, just with fans of the movie, just to kind of nerd out about it and see if I can get people interested. They seem interested. I've never done a project like this. Um, I can't predict the future, um, but the vibe right now is that There's like sometimes things happen when they're ready to happen. I think this movie deserves a film to look at it again.
0: I totally agree. I, I have to say what I love so much about what you guys have done with the in search of series is you put a spotlight on the fandom and in a world where some fandom could be considered it's extremely entitled. I think what you're doing is special in the sense that you're not only involving them, you're bringing them in and and getting the feedback from them. And that's an important part of what do you want to see in the case of, you know, seeing older documentaries or old interviews and stuff like you're 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 putting a different viewpoint on this subject that we you know, if you're a hardcore fan, it's hard sometimes to bring out new things that we haven't already seen or heard. And with the material that i've seen that you guys have produced it's like whoa uh, holy shit like they've done it and i think with the thing it is the perfect project to open it up in a different way and in a modern sense as well Uh, that's the the greatest
2: sorry the i mean the greatest behind the scenes look that we have at the thing uh is just it's it's one thing and it's terror takes shape um, which was a special feature which is like you mentioned earlier Robin it's it's in full on YouTube it's fantastic and what excites me about the thing expanded is that it's not again it's not just hey here's you know the making of the thing well we've got that this is a dissection this is what made th- and makes this movie so beloved and and I'm again that's that's what got me super hyped in, in my, in my perspective as
0: well yeah. it makes it worth doing too because you're bringing yeah. something new to the
1: table and Bring it's got to it's got to you know it's got to stand on its own legs it's got to be transformative you know i'm sure we'll be borrowing elements from some of those old interviews i'm looking at the rob boteen stuff on the facebook group in search of rob boteen i'm like yeah we <laughs> will be adding a clip of that somewhere and and yeah. you know we we have to be transformative we have to create something which um, uh, is of value in of itself right Um, and the the way we do that is we have to work hand in hand with the fandom you get a sense of stuff right and like you know a couple of weeks into this all i've had is as great people reach out right and and it's like a it's like this unsaid bond it's weird right it's like this unsaid bond between us that we all love this movie I could see you walking down the street right? and you are wearing uh, the thing. I'm wearing my last exit. I was, ah, there you can't see if there's audio, but I'm kind of representing here. Um, but the, you, you know, you see someone wearing the thing T-shirt automatically, you know, you and him are going to be cool. Yep. You know, like there's a kind of, it's a kind of, it brings people together and it speaks to the 12 year old in us, you know, that just loves those things. But what, as you get older, like I love watching old movies. And Jamie, when we spoke um, last week, I said this to you and, and I said that um, I'm going to do a terrible job of this metaphor, but it's like the same man doesn't step in the same stream twice, right? Because the stream's different and the man's different. And I think it's like watching old movies that you really love. When you watch them when you're 12, they have a completely different impact on you to when you're 46. I'm 46. I watched yeah. The Thing when I was younger than 12, and it had a visceral effect on me. I watched it last weekend at the age of 46, and I got even more value out of it because I understand the world differently as an adult than I did as a child. And great movies, one of the things that you that is a unifying factor amongst perfect movies is that they are still perfect depending on how old you are. Like, I want to revisit the thing when I'm 70. You know, hopefully when I'm 90 and it will be a different movie to now when I'm 46, they will understand it in a different way. I think one of the things about the thing is it has this authenticity. It has this, it it feels real. Nothing feels like a performance. You know, it has this kind of truth to the environment, the sets, the location, you know, you're in the cinema, it's getting cold. You know, like (laughs) not many movies carry that off and that's you know sometimes magic in films you can't manufacture it you have to get a bit lucky with everything all the different you know the 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 performances the actors the direction the budget like the Robertine, like like the everyone who worked on it it's just it's such a collaboration that you can't repeat it sometimes magic happens and magic has happened and i feel like it's a great opportunity to look back into that. What is the magic
2: happening? Sure. Well it's real quick. Uh you mentioned that if if you know another thing fan was walking down the street with a thing shirt. I have a story that's it's kind of like that. So um I used to to manage a store right outside of Washington, DC and this guy came in and he had on a shirt that said outpost 31, right? And that's all it said on it. And it had the little emblem on it. It there was no other references to the thing. There was no monsters there was nothing. Uh, I mean, it was similar to the shirt that you have on right now, Robin. And so he was, the guy was walking around and I said, I love your shirt, man. The thing, it's one of my all time favorite movies. And he goes, I have owned this shirt for nine years and no one has ever (laughs) known what it was. And he was so stoked that I knew what his shirt was. And then we sat there and talked for 15 minutes about our favorite parts of the movie, you know, how we discovered the movie um you know different things that we've collected from the movie and it was instantaneous bond and he was super stoked because he's he's like man nobody has ever known what the fuck this shirt is so he was just stoked that i knew what it was so that that stuff is is real and it and it happens and when you love a film as much as as i or you guys love the thing there's always going to be that commonality right it could be a complete stranger but you're not strangers because you have a shared love of something it's that, so true i love that so much yeah, yeah
1: I, I and it's it you know it's kind of beautiful you know especially for you know for men in your 40s you know to sort of almost have a beacon and be like oh yeah i'm yeah. down as well i get it as well right? yeah. i mean when we when you were giving me the tour of your man cave all right like jeremy i was i was so impressed and i and and but you're not you're not alone there's so many people that have that that where this genre of film and the characters and the films they kind of seep into your identity um and uh you know that
0: that it's amazing i love it yeah, yeah. i mean i this happens to me all the time i had to interject because i work for an alamo draft house i screen horror movies once a month i've been doing it for almost eight years now and much like what you were saying earlier you know with people experiencing these older movies for the first time i get to see that and witness that every single month and on top of that when you see people socializing with one another after the movie and whether whether it be killer clowns from outer space or halloween or you and you enter the name of the movie in there when they walk by each other, there is this almost automatic friendship or kinship with one another where there's no animosity. It's just an instant like almost love that surrounds the group of people. I absolutely love that. It's tribal.
1: Exactly. Yeah, um, you know, I I love watching horror movies. I don't often watch that. I don't often watch old horror movies at home, but I will make a beeline to screenings in London just to see it in a shared environment. Um, and the, yeah, like horror is just one, was one of those genres that does kind of is weird. It's counterintuitive, but it kind of brings, brings people together. It, it feels like you should be part of a collective. And we, when we did in search of darkness, we interviewed things in search of darkness too. We interviewed Tom Savini, who was everything you can imagine. He was, is, <laughs> um, he was amazing, but he has this quote, which has been turned into a meme and it's uh, and what he says is you know an old movie isn't old if you haven't seen it before
0: I love that quote I I just saw him posted to his Instagram not that long ago and I just I mean that speaks for itself and it's so yeah. very true
1: yeah and and you know I did with, with the thing expanded I'm not you know we've had projects you know perform amazingly you know been a ama- you know way more success than we ever dreamt of and I'm so grateful for that but with the thing expanded that isn't my focus. My focus is I want to bring together the best fans of this film over the next six months and let's see if we can make something that, that we all really value. That is, you know, that kind of represents what this film means to us, you know, and the document, you know, a documentary calling it a documentary, although that's what it is. Doesn't do it justice, you know. I've been trying to find words to describe it. I've been calling it an interactive documentary, and no one knows what that means. But what what I mean by that is, I want this to be a personal journey for everybody that gets involved, where they can nerd out about this for a year while we're in production. And at the end, they've got something which has got their name in it. They'll ne- this stuff will never go on eBay. You know, this will be handed down the generations. You know, you talked about the bloodline, like you know that's and I'm, I, I sound like i'm joking but actually i'm being very serious that's that's how important this is and i want to thank you so much this has been a blast yeah same i, I could do this all day Hell yeah. long Hell yeah. having, like, and we haven't really even talked about the movie but the you know there's so much to I me mean, you guys talk about it on your podcast anyway but i'm just like the vibe is bang on and i'm seeing it across the board so thank
0: you Oh, you're very oh, well uh, absolutely an honor to have you on the show and we would love to do a follow-up like you said earlier on i've
1: got a pitch for you so i was just chatting to my team this morning and i said look because they've got a schedule of watch parties because we're doing 90s horror at the moment i'm like is there somewhere over the next few months we can fit in a watch party for the thing and what i want to do is i want to bring a whole bunch of experts to that watch party get everyone synced up and then do it live. So get everyone to watch the thing. But with all of you guys there talking about it in real time, as the films going in. And, and I thought that could be a super fun thing to do. That sounds really exciting.
2: I'm the thing. I'm there anytime. <laughs> so you just let you just let me know. And, and I'm excited to be, you know, a part of this this journey with you and help in any way that that You've I'm been amazing,
1: can. you know, P- Peter, John, um, Justin as well. Loving to meet you today. Like this is you all of these conversations are helping inform what we're doing, right? And honestly with with stuff like this, you just start to get a vibe and you wanna build that 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 energy, that momentum, and keep it going. And and you know, certainly today this has just put me on a high.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Well, where can uh where can our audience find everything for the thing expanded?
1: Okay, so right now we have the social groups. They've only been set up for about a week or so, and it's on Twitter or X or whatever it's called, Twitter X, um, Facebook and Instagram. And the handle is at thing expanded. And if you go there in the link in the bio, there is the survey. The survey is really simple at the moment. We just want to understand what it is that you would want to see in something like this. Um, and we're listening. To every response, as of right now, this recording, um, and we haven't really done any uh, any real um, uh, promo with this. Uh, if I if I take a look at like the survey and the, um, and, the and the kind of the amount of responses we're getting, um, as of today, we've had three hundred and sixty one responses, which is a lot considering we've been out for a week and we haven't even emailed our audience so yeah. um you know what would be great is by the time we actually do a pre-sale in uh, it'll be july this year we have four or five thousand um fans of that movie that have actually looked at what we what we want to do commented on it given us constructive criticism so then we can put our best foot
0: forward amazing fantastic and, and and if you have that link i'll make sure to get it from you to get it to jeremy and we can put it in the show notes of this show so yeah thank you wherever our audience is if they're watching oh, it's, I need been you.
1: it's been such an honor because you guys are like the real deal um and uh you know when i first spoke to jeremy the other week i was a bit nervous because you're kind of going into someone else's territory you know people claim the thing you know this is my favorite movie and then he's shown me around his man cave and it's like it's like the movie set You know the amount of memorabilia he's got then i was like you know this is but that's the reverence we have for it and that's certainly how we're going to treat it i'll give you the link as well so you have
0: it thanks so much and 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 i know our listeners are going to love this episode i'm so so excited for them to hear it thanks again robin for coming on the show for this special epic film guys bonus episode jeremy before we wrap things up any final words
2: man is the warmest place to hide There it is. And ladies and
0: gentlemen, if this is your first time listening to the show, if this is your 100th time listening to the show, you like what you're hearing, feel free to leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. You can find us on social media at Epic Film Guys on literally every social media platform. But as always, I'm Justin. I'm Jeremy. And we ask you to keep it. Creepy.